You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hello there, gorgeous, and welcome to another episode of The Hungry Soul for episode 67. So, how are you? Are you well? Are you having a nice time so far as autumn has definitely arrived here in the UK? Um, yeah, I've not really got a great deal to tell you before we get stuck into this conversation because I'm having a bit of an easy last few days. I've been catching up on some reading, I've been drinking lots of tea and I've been eating lots of chocolate and I've been having a very nice time. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes that's also what we need. We need a bit of self-care, we need a bit of downtime, a bit of rest to, I don't know, put ourselves back into that place of getting stuck in with life, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about today on The Hungry Soul with our beautiful guest who I can't wait to introduce to you in a second. So one of the things that I've discovered for myself is the notion of taking care of myself and actually showing up for me in my own life and I know that's something that so many of you are challenged with at the moment and when we don't show up for ourselves that can start to manifest in so many ways you know it can be our energy it can be our mood it can be our relationship to food and this is very typical behavior for emotional eaters and binge eaters and it's something that I had a conversation with on today's show with our gorgeous guest Angelique. Now before I introduce to you, um, she's just such a wonderful, wonderful soul and I know that you're going to get so much out of this conversation. We were talking about personal leadership and I actually asked her on the show because I, I kind of came across her as I tend to with most of my guests. And there was just something about her work and her message and I thought this needs to be spoken about more because it really is, I believe, at the foundation as to why so many of us, as women, are finding it really hard to, to show up for ourselves and to actually give ourselves permission to be who we are. So I asked Angelique on the show and we had a fabulous conversation around personal leadership um, showing up for ourselves and how we can start dismantling the systems which are actually holding each and every single one of us back. So Angelique is passionate about justice, equality and healing as you're going to find out and she brings a unique framework to support conscious leadership and collective healing revealing the path to healing and a shift in consciousness, just recognizing that we all have spheres of influence that impact each other and together we really can change the world. So she came on the show, we had an awesome um, chat which I can't wait to share with you. We also discovered that we're both Aquarius so straight away we hit it off before we'd even started hitting record and I'm just going to let her lead now. So here you go, she's got so much wisdom to share. I genuinely enjoy talking to this gorgeous, gorgeous soul, and I have a feeling that she might be back very, very soon. So here she is, Angelique. Enjoy the episode, guys. Right then, everybody, and here she is, Angelique. Hello. Hello. How hey. are you? <laughs> Just saying, love your earrings. For those of you that are watching, her earrings are absolutely gorgeous. But that's Thank that kind you. Of <laughs> So, um, yeah, first of all, welcome. Thank you for, uh, for joining us here on the, um, the Hungry Soul podcast. I know we're going to have a fabulous conversation, but before yeah. we do, do you want to give yourself a quick introduction as to who you are and, and what you're all about in that crazy world of ours? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, so thank you for the earrings. I think uh, my daughter bought them and gave me these. They're, and they're tur turquoise, my favorite color. Um, so what am I, you know, I think it's interesting. I was meeting with, so I have a part-time job with an organization and I teach in our local county prison um, empowerment and career development stuff and she was telling me how she saw my name somewhere else and she was like wait a minute she was like was that you I was like yeah and she's like you're just like everywhere aren't you I was like yeah yep yeah. <laughs> you catch me across a bunch of spheres um and what I'm committed to so I, I think what I like to speak to most is what I'm committed to I'm committed to really authentic conversations on what it means to show up and be ourselves um for our own sake and then what does it look like to have impact collectively and communally? Um, and so part of my, my work looks like I've been an anti-racism trainer for eight plus years and anti-oppression um, and have also held space uh, for women in red tents um, and have taken the red tent to uh, just detention centers for teens and things like that and so my passion is really about creating spaces and community for deep conversations um that are not um asking more of but allowing folks to embody and be in the space so that's oh, kind of rough what what what, what i'm up to because there's so much um uh, and I also have Angelique Guides, um, which is my coaching and consulting um, stuff, which the language is so, uh, for me, it's outmoded. Like I always challenge language, of course, and I'm an Aquarius, so that just makes everything better. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm a guidess. I'm a healer. I'm an active visionary. I'm, you know, these other things, not that. <laughs> Absolutely, we're going to get on great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what I what what I'm about and kind of up to, and so that looks so different depending where I'm at or who I'm uh, co-creating with. Um, so yeah. Well, we're going to delve into some of those topics because I, I mean, I already know there's so much that I could ask you, um, but before we kind of get into some of the the juicy yeah. stuff. Um, I always ask my guests this question because you're obviously doing what you're doing, like you're showing up and you have the passion for what you just said for a reason. So why do you do what you do? Like what's been your, your kind of your journey your your reason for feeling so um, wanting to kind of help and hold these spaces for other people? Like, why do you do it? Yeah. So part of my story comes from, having been exposed to unhealthy dynamics in leadership from an early age and kind of um, within a faith construct. And so some of like that experience accompanied by this deep, like, how do I make sense of my own story and of my own past in a way that doesn't need to uh, clean it up, polish it or fix it? Um, you know, I'm like anti fix it. Like I don't, I don't want to fix it or make it clean because it is what it is. And there's pieces of that that don't heal as pretty or look as polished. Right. And so for me, um, ever since I was young, I just always had this like really strong commitment to, um, creating space for the stories and the narratives that are not complete that have 
trauma that have um, challenge. And because of my own relationship to these things and wanting to find spaces where I could talk about um, pain, where I could talk about things that are still, I don't have answers to, yeah. right? In a way that um, folks are not so much looking to respond to that, but are looking to say, I hear you and it's bullshit. Yeah. Right. And so like, I wanted that experience in my life and didn't have it. I couldn't find it. And adults in my community were like, you know, you're too young and did all that stuff while telling me about my unlimited potential to do amazing things. And I was like, well, wait, you're not even asking me what I want to do. You're putting something on me without my consent. And yeah. so like, it just created this, I don't know, it's like a fire that said, I, I just, I want to create space for folks to be with who they are on the way to where they're going, but not feeling like, it's like we're always reaching. It's never enough. We're never good enough. And, and there's this checklist about who we need to be and what we need to be. And life doesn't quite function like that. Life mm -hmm. moves in seasons and cycles. And so for me, I wanted to honor those things by creating the space for deeper conversation around them based on like my own experience and the people that I love the most as I saw them struggle. Um, and the women in my family struggle. My mother just finished maybe two years ago um, pursuing an RN and she's going to be 60 next year. And wow. that's, yeah. And that, that was, some of that impetus was part of like her trying to, in her own way, qualify herself still, still, right? Like that's still a conversation. And so a lot of that, my witnessing of my own life and others just that that shit lit me up boy ever since I was a teen like when I hit my teens I was like oh hell no we are not doing the same thing over and expecting different results it's not happening it's not working yeah, absolutely and I kind of I sense for you as well there's that kind of passion to help other people have that like you said that space and that community yeah. where they feel heard and where they can yes. actually be heard yeah because I feel like so we have societal constructs that demand more there's mm. always the 10 steps of more that you can be yeah. what would it actually look like to create space for the quality of enoughness yeah. and for what bridges look like what being in in between transitionary stages like what what does that look like what does it look like to actually be supported and have somebody on your team that's willing to hold that space when you're constantly evolving and becoming mm. Right. And I feel like the more permission we have to do that, the more we can be in spaces with ourselves and others, because that's kind of the relationship and the dynamic. How do I hold space for you when I don't even know what that means for me? Absolutely. And I, I think we said earlier on about this kind of showing up like for you, this is also about how we show up, like you said, for ourselves, but then also for the people. So could you give us your definition of what that means? Like, what does it mean to actually show up for ourselves? Yeah. So for me, that looks like it's, it's interesting. I have a friend, we were talking about this and she was saying, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what's happening, I want to be able to sit down and eat a sandwich. <laughs> I love it. Right. Piece like, of cake. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like this idea of like, how do I take care of myself as exquisitely as I take care of other? Mm. And that my taking care of other really demonstrates to me my capacity 
to show up even for myself. So, and I use this example uh, with women when we're talking about like relationships. I'm like, oh my gosh, you meet the person and your eyes get all lit up and you're so excited and you're like, hey, did you eat? Hey, do you? like there's this whole dynamic of like, you're just lit up over the person and you want to support them and you make space in your schedule for them. And like, there's all these, all this shit that happens because you are seriously struck by Cupid in the ass, right? And so that particular thing that manifests, what does it look like for us to give that to ourselves? Mm. And that that looks different for each stage that we're in. So like if we're in a very maiden stage and you're beginnings and you have like, beginnings require a different type of support and, and making sure that I'm sleeping, making sure that I'm eating than it would if I was like steady in another stage. Mm. And so for me, that showing up for yourself is really giving yourself the things that you would bend over backwards to give somebody else. Like when I need to be held or when I need somebody to just hear my vent. Yeah. You know, when I need somebody to just really get that I need silence and solitude right now. Absolutely. We right. find this so difficult, don't we? It's like, Oh my gosh. We find it yeah. so easy. Like I'm kind of, you said with your daughter, I've got two children. Like, we would do anything for our children, bend over backwards, make sure all their needs are met. And yet we find it, myself included, so difficult to sometimes just be able to have that space for ourselves and go, do you know what, right now I need a drink of water or, or I need to sit down or I need, I need someone to yeah. listen to me. Why do you think this is such a challenge? And I know that's quite a big question to ask yeah. you. Yeah. Why are we so challenged to actually show up for ourselves properly? Well, I think there's a lot having to do with our conditioning. Um, and these like, ex so we're surrounded by it. The media, we're surrounded by it. I mean, one of my things is, you know, like dismantling unhealthy paradigms of leadership. And it's because there's all these models about how, how you can impact more powerfully, but not as deep of a conversation around like what we've been taught to embody. Mm. So for me to show up as a powerful woman in leadership, um, whether I'm in a conventional like workspace or professional workspace, or I'm doing my own thing as an entrepreneur or whatever other realm folks are like opening and stepping into, it has to look a certain way. There there's some things that have to happen. And I think that it, it would be ideal to feel empowered enough to be like, you know, screw that, that shit doesn't even apply to me, but we get it in school. Yeah. We get it in college. We get it by peers we get it i mean from when we're kids constantly asking us who do we want to be mm -hmm. um what are we going to be when we grow up and and looking for mentors that look like that yeah so we have these frameworks but we don't understand what it actually takes to fill that in and to manifest that thing and we're not even asking if it's healthy yeah absolutely kind of that's right? where that the dismantling comes in doesn't it kind of really a lot of these models, I'm going to kind of mention this quickly for me, like from a parenting model, like how I'm supposed to be parenting as yes. a working woman and how I'm supposed to be doing everything in the right way, like fitting myself into the box. And it can be, well, actually not, it can be, it is, it's dangerous and it's toxic and it's not, it's not healthy yeah. um, to try and fit ourselves into these, these models that you've just mentioned. Yeah. And so for me, that's a lot of conditioning and a mm. lot of like, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about um, being a parent and how you go out of your way to be ways with your children that maybe for you were missing um, when you were a child and or um, you envision that this is the type of parent you want to be. 
And as I was saying, what's interesting is that our children have no context for what you're trying to provide because it wasn't missing for them. It's not missing for them because we're going out of our way to provide that thing so that they never know what that feels like. And then, you know, desire appreciation and value for the thing we're providing, but they have no context for that. They've had that. And so it's kind of the same way. It's like this relationship with ourselves and others in which we're trying to be these things and do these things. And we're not even asking the most fundamental question. Is this who I am? And does this actually work for me? Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if every single person listening right now started asking this question at the beginning of the day, throughout the day, at the end of the day, just the change that oh you can feel it can't you yeah, it's like yes. massive listen yeah. everyone that's listening <laughs> yeah goodness me that's just my mind's gone into a bit of a Ugh. so <laughs> we're talking about showing up dismantling the system structures that maybe aren't right for us and asking ourselves well what is right for me and who am i really underneath all of this yeah where does this come into the you said about the collective impact and the communal impact and why that's yeah. important. So where does that all tie together? Yeah. So for me, um, like it, for me, it looks like personal, interpersonal and communal kind of the zones of impacting. Right. And mm. so it's always important for me, for the, for us to come back to a place where we are worth it because the drive, the fire has to come from within the negotiation for how what are we're going to do or not going to do has to be self like if if it's not that we get to what we have as like these conventional ideas like oh when you turn 50 you know you buy a red car and i don't know you know your lipstick gets redder my lipstick's already red so i'm not sure (laughs) but anyway and i'm not that far away from 50 either but um you know it's like all these stages of coming to this clear truth about yourself And so for me, the bigger conversation is always, no matter what I'm talking about, actually, you could throw me in any conversation and I'll find a way to bring it back to the internal because the quality of that and the awareness of who you are as a person impacts how you're showing up. So let's say if you have insecurities about how smart you are, you'll always be pursuing something to better your mind in in addition to that, you'll create unknowingly and unconsciously an expectations for others to be doing the same because you constantly feel that pressure, right? Yeah. And so then what happens then is that unconsciously you start looking for credentials and qualifications in another yeah. and, 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 and kind of elevating that higher than the personhood. And to me, like what I'm looking at, um, my vision is long-term. And what I want is folks to be sustainable for the long journey. And in order to do that and dismantle and deconstruct so that we can be free is really getting to clear about the impact that you have on another in a millisecond and in an entire day. Absolutely. Like how you relate to yourself and how you see yourself in relationship to the world changes. I mean, we know about shitty bosses, we know about horrid supervisors who are on a power trip. Well, they're compensating for something that internally is going on, right? So we've managed as a society to separate the professional from the personal. Mm. And to me, that, that was the most dangerous thing because the personal informs the professional. Absolutely. Right? And so it's like, 
when I'm looking at, I look at folks that want to do good, want to do good in, in their personal lives, in the community, or in their professional lives, want to be a contribution, um, and that's coming from a wholehearted place, what they define as what that looks like is what's becoming the unhealthy piece. Yeah. Right? And so then you have the same shit that you're bound by, you package it and in spades, give it out to everybody else, right? And then, and then starts that unhealthy cycle and dynamic. And for me, I want, I want to live in a community and collectively in a world where we can be free. So what I tell folks is like, what we're fighting for in justice is choice. Yeah. The choice, like forget about what you think. I want the choice. Yeah. If I want to go to school, I don't want to go to school. If I want to take this on, if I don't want to take this on, to be fully me without judgment and still have access to research. I mean, we're all fighting for choice. Mm. And to me, that is really powerful, right? And so it's like, how do we create this way of movement that when we show up, whether it's in a professional realm, to me, leadership is about spheres of influence and some have really large spheres and some have smaller spheres, right? And that's not, it's not leveled. It's just depending where you're moving and what you're doing, but yeah. we're always having an impact. Yeah. And I want to change the quality of that to a space of liberation, gentleness, generosity, and compassion because we are doing the best we can. And rather than imprisoning each other with these real huge ideals, and the picture of that, like that woman I identify as female, uh, that woman that I need to be that's been chasing me all my freaking life, this ideal woman, it's bullshit. Yeah. She, she can't transfer because my experiences are entirely different than that woman that's, that I have idealized that I want to be. Mine are much more raw and complex and complicated. And that is not wrong. It's not off. It's actually the most beautiful human expression is that we are complex. Thank goodness. Like, like, oh God. <laughs> yes, the blessing, right? <laughs> it's like, yes. You know, it's not that simple and that's okay because we've tried, we've tried over generations to, you know, compact humans into this very simple formula, mm. right? 12 years of education, however, like we, this formula of what it means to be this human being. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of my work is like, again, no matter where I'm at or what topic I'm talking about, I bring it back to how can we become more of ourselves because creating the space to do that changes when I'm in a meeting with others. Guess what? The woman who needs to be on her phone or who's, who has an intense look on her face, I have no idea what's going on for her. So rather than being in a harsh place of judgment, which I struggle with, I'm like, oh my, I don't know. Is there any way I can support her? Let me ask the question. Let me create space. Maybe before we jump into this meeting, maybe we're taking a couple of minutes to do a grounding breath. Yeah. Because at this moment, we're all hairy. Like, how can we use the moment to ground us so that we can be more fully ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. And to me, that is like, for that moment, I live. For that moment, I show up in my community and don't sit home eating some sort of cake concoction because <laughs> I like cake, that. you know <laughs> you like cake too like like solstices <laughs> yeah 
but, you know, it's like I, the choice to come outside of my particular yeah. sphere is really about how much generosity and compassion we actually need and being able to call people home to themselves because at the end of our time, whatever that looks like, and I always tell people this, when you are on your bed and about to transition, whatever your belief system is, and you exhale that last breath because it's an exhale, the last thing you're going to be thinking is, why didn't I finish this particular thing or that thing? And the people you're going to be surrounded by are not the people you're trying to live up to and for now. Yeah. So how do we live out what matters now rather than waiting for the big eclipse of like, ah, revelation to tell us that this matters most. And for this thing, I'm willing to create space for. Absolutely. So, so how... How do we, again, really big question, but that kind of waiting, like in my, in, well, here on the podcast, like we talk a lot about food dysfunction and kind of body obsession and weight obsession. I know that a lot of women like wait on their weight. They wait for their yeah. weight to come down before they show up, before they take action, before they actually, you know, create the, the thing that they're so wanting to do. Yeah. So how do we start creating these spaces? How do we start being more in the moment? How do we start realizing that it's not about, living up to all these expectations and actually just embracing where we are and who we are right now. Like, how do we even start with this? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Cause it, it is a large question that doesn't have ever a simple, like, you know, because it starts with awareness mm -hmm. and awareness is noticing. Yeah. Right. And that, so I, the, my part-time job, um, my boss is also my friend, the executive director, and we crack up a lot because she jokes around about my pauses. And so what will happen is like when we're in like mid-graduation, I will stand up and get quiet as shit um, and take a deep breath. And I close my eyes because I'm thinking with intention what I'm saying and holding the space, which is my own practice, my own thing. And she, she cracks me because she's like, she's like, I stand there waiting for the next word because you, <laughs> you take so long. And one of the things I tell her is like, yeah, because I'm in a position where I have the privilege to hold that space. Mm -hmm. And so I will. And anybody in the room will with me as well. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, so whatever any bustle that people want to do, I get the, the beauty of being who I am is that I get to decide. And so noticing, going like, okay, I'm about to um, do this thing. Does it feel right for me? So having these like questions, does this feel right for me? And actually stopping to sit with that and to presence for yourself in your body. Where's mm. like, does it feel good? Or am I rushing? Or am I pushing? Am I forcing? And so that, that mere action there, like just the noticing, where am I? What am I doing? Does this matter to me? And then the compassion and the generosity of saying, I'm not sure. I'm just going to continue moving. And if I start noticing that my shoulders are coming up, that there's tension in my belly, like this is not feeling great for me. Yeah. And some of us who come from a traumatic background, which I do, I come from a lot of trauma. Um, my body's always speaking to me. Right. It is always. And I've, and there's, there's been a time in my life where I shut it off and yeah. was like, you know, just trying to push through and push through which generous grace and blessing to that season 
but I can't get away with that now. My, my body will be like, uh-uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, yeah, it's like, I don't think so. so. So some of the ways is like really learning to be in the moment and giving yourself permission to do that. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things that I kind of have always, well, not always, I try and do with intent is exactly what you've just said, you know, just kind of being aware and, and paying attention to how it feels and tuning in and making sure I'm not in my head and actually I'm more in my body and right. actually allowing to, the feelings to be there. Um, so I think sometimes we do allow our, our head to, to take over, don't we? And we just start yeah. thinking and doing and pushing and yeah, it's not always yeah. the best, the best choices. No. And I think one of the things that I've been like this decade of my life, so I'm 42, um, really being present with how much, like I, my actions are surrounded by so many expectations, self, right? Self expectations mm. that there's never enough space for me to do the pause or like there's so much judgment around what I am doing, what I'm not doing. And one of the things I would say to like my friends is like, somebody has to create space for me. And that has to be me, right? Like somebody has to come for me. And while I think support systems are invaluable and imperative in every person's life, undoubtedly healthy, support systems and healthy doesn't mean perfect that those words do not even go together right it's just a general wellness that that feels good and feels thriving and that's what we're looking for right um i still have to use my agency and my autonomy to choose me that's a choice i still must make and so when i'm looking at these dynamics and i'm looking at like there's so much judgment in what we do or don't do, even when we want to be enlightened or even when we want to be like, you know, like super spiritual about something or super like, I don't know, present. There's just so much judgment around that. And that's something that I've been working on, like going, okay, I'm tense, I'm pushing and I'm reacting, not responding. Mm -hmm. And then I'm asking myself, okay, why am I reacting and not responding? Where am I feeling pressed? And where do I need to make some choices? Because I don't expect anybody else to make them. Like I'm choosing quality. That's, that's my right and my power. And because of that, I get to go, I'm going to slow this down. Actually, I agreed to this thing. And when I look at like, when I look at it, it's not really of service. It's pulling me. It's, I feel pushed to do that. So you know what? I'm going to cancel that and not worry about what somebody's going to think about me canceling or whether I can handle or not handle something. Yeah. I'm going to choose what is most healthy and present for me now. And that's not a pretty pitch, like the pretty picture. Nobody gives a shit about it at the end of the day yeah. when yeah. you're in a pile in your bed or you can't move, or your stomach is sick, or your, 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 your body's freezing because it can't take the stress or the pressure. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, to me, has become something I'm, I'm just like, I'm watching, I'm constantly watching, and then expressing where I'm at, yeah. and knowing how to reach out for support when I'm stuck in my head. Because the head is easy. We've been given so many formulas right like it, and it's, yeah. yeah and it's funny too because if you follow the formula and you still are not where you want to be but we still depend on the formula to tell us what it means to be this thing that you are or that I am and mm -hmm. I don't think it's not working it hasn't worked 
right? We keep on finding people that are choosing other paths or other ways of being in the world and like advocating for that because the model doesn't necessarily work. It's, it's broken. Absolutely. And this is why it's so important, like these conversations and like you said, sort of showing up for ourselves and then obviously for others and how that impacts the collective and community yes. and that kind of transformation and how we can start to, to be the change that is oh, obviously needed because models and blueprints and systems and structures, they're not who we are because we're all so individual, but we've all forgotten Absolutely. that at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's like, so, you know, how to engage those things with generosity. Mm. Like that's become like my word. And I, keep, and I think about it because it requires like really presencing how messy it can be to live the lives that we live. How complex and how we get to say for ourselves okay um this is what i've chosen but now i choose differently and i'm going to take this particular framework and this framework and i'm going to hybrid them because these are my particular like focuses at this in this season of my life and that may change in five years as it should mm-hmm. it nothing stays the same forever and that it's okay for us to really play in that embodiment and I think one of the things that is really present for me as I talk about this is like the distinction between people that are in spaces that are thriving and folks that are in spaces that are trauma-based and trauma-filled. Mm-hmm. And that, that particular mindset is so different and it's coming from such a different place, right? And what yeah. it's needed there is not necessarily the same thing that's needed for somebody who is thriving or has a lot of access to things. The conversation shifts and that's why we need to build our capacities for those differences because I may come from a place where I never like never worried about where where my food was coming from yeah I don't know what that means and someone else may be coming from that place wearing that as they're engaging every day and working and doing this and showing up here and showing up there I have no awareness of that and so when I move or I do something and create something it's solely with the lens of my experience yeah Right. And there's something in that that's becoming painful in our communities. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because there's not enough space for all of us and for the ways in which we have different lives, different lives and different experiences. So yeah. learning to be with yourself and learning to create space for yourself is also kind of teaching us and building in us capacity to be with another, even if that experience is different. Yeah, this is why this work is so important, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. anyone listening right now who maybe has started their journey of transformation, change, personal development, whatever you want to label it, the impacts of that is not just that person. It's like yes. it's, it's like you said, the community, it's the collective. It's like when we start to become more truthful with ourselves and become more of who we really are, that has a ripple effect and it yes. has to, which is yes. why it's so important that we all continuously work on ourselves. Yeah, well, and that's like being in relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like with yourself, with others. You're constantly in a place of looking for the access points of relating. Yes. Right? And that's kind of, it. and what I, I love so many of my good friends and, and women doing this work are like tapping into like elements, you know, water, fire, earth, air, like using different models and natural models to give more a fuller expression of what it can be to be us 
in this world and to move. And because we're such amazing beings, empathic, and there's just so many beautiful words and languages for what it means to be this human, we also want to be able to presence that as we're growing, we're creating, again, creating space for relating with another. And mm. that that connection, which we really need, that connection can be based on the fullest expression of who you are without it needing to be something different than what it actually is. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And so for me, it's like in my women's leadership course um, online, uh, Paradigm Pivot Women's Edition, one of the things I talk about is like, what are your values? What really, really matters at the end of the day to you? And how is that like coming through in your like personal life, in your work life? For me, transparency and truth is everything, right? Like I'm a very transparent person. So that means I'm not just transparent in some spaces. I'm generally transparent everywhere I go. Like what you see is what you get. And there's some surprises, but those we can talk about later, right? Like, <laughs> um, and so forgive me, my screen just blacked out. Um, and so it's like, what does it look like to take and embody from that place? Yeah. Right. And, and being okay with it because when you are, wow, what a gift to be around someone who's like, I get it. And, and, and like, we could be in this moment. And so one of the things that's been important in my work is to be able to presence like how, um, just a minute. It doesn't have to be, it's like, it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing. And I get this with people like uh, that are in professional fields that, well, we need to have a meeting. Well, we need to move in. We have goals and objectives. And I'm like, listen, Linda, I'm like, look, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. It's a second because when you embody it, when you are it and you live there, you can't do anything but create that. Yeah. Right. And you know, when you see people that are super like, you know, jonesing in their shit, they're like cool, calm and collective. They enter a space and you're like, yes, because this person takes a deep breath. It's like they, they have a clarity about things that is unusual. You don't usually see that. You see people pressed and running and this yeah, person yeah. steps in and you're like, okay, what's the secret sauce? Yeah. Because it's that powerful. To you have that for feel yourself. it, can't you? It's yes. Like you feel it. It's like it's almost tangible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's for amazing. me, that's what like stepping into some of this looks like. It looks like getting clear about what matters most to us mm. and from those places because they're embodied. Because if I'm going to show up to a 40-hour job and work week um, that's really pressed, I need to know what are my negotiations. I need yeah. to be clear about that. You know, like I'm not willing to take away from my family time and I may need to go to bed early so that I can get up and at least have a cup of tea before I speed off into my day. Yeah. Because I get relationally that if I, if I am not present with myself, how do I show up for anybody else? Absolutely. It's like the, 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 the impact of that little thing alone is like, can't even put it into words really. It's everything, isn't it? It's uh, absolutely. Yeah everything absolutely oh, listen i could have you on here for another two hours but we are coming to the end so yes. <laughs> before we kind of wrap up um for anybody that does want to know more about your fabulous work out there so we're talking about showing up and we're talking about collective impact spaces deep conversations um yeah. you said about anti-racism training all this kind of stuff where can we find you out there on the world wide web 
Yes. So you can find me at www.angeliqueguides.com. Um, and I have videos on there and interviews on there. And then I also have the Paradigm Pivot, the women's edition, where we talk about what does leadership look like when it's embodied in a way that works for us um, and honors what we're committed to and what our contribution, what we want our contribution to be, sustainable leadership. So um, yeah, that's where folks can find me. And of course, the Facebook page the same, on Instagram the same um angeliqueguides.com yeah well there you go everyone listening go and check angelique out because i'm (laughs) sure that you've just had an amazing kind of experience as have i and i think i might bring you back on because there's a few more topics that i think are of of interest absolutely (laughs) i'm totally down thank you so much you're very very welcome thank you for coming on from one aquarium to another enjoy the rest of your day yes you too So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.